You have to know that that thing that you're praying for, the revenue, the success in your business, it comes with a lot of things that you probably are not going to want. So if you plan on doing a couple hundred thousand dollars in revenue, whether you sell cupcakes, whether you do hair, whether you're a pool man, whatever it is that you do, a cleaning company, you are going to have some unhappy customers. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. (laughs) And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. (laughs) So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. (laughs) Welcome to the Push Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle Copeland. And I'm Edward Copeland. And we are the Copelands. (laughs) We are are just laughing because our youngest child has the noisiest Shoes um, on, and she's the producer today. Yeah, she's the producer <laughs> of our show, and she has the noisiest house shoes ever. It sounds like she's stepping on plastic, like I don't know, plastic, plastic, cellophane. <laughs> it just makes that squeaky noise, like she's plastic and like water Easter mixed. basket wrap. You know, the <laughs> plastic that just makes a lot yeah. of yeah. cellophane. Yeah, cellophane. Yeah, yeah. So she's what the hell stepping on is cellophane. those shoes made out of? <laughs> Well, so it's good to see you. God, I feel like, we, you know, we have been through a it's lot. It's good to see you. Is yeah. No, I'm just talking to the people. It's good to be in your cars, your living rooms, your, you know, whatever devices are that you. you're listening to. Uh, it's I good think to what you're referencing is the fact that we've been, we were down for the count early part of January. We yep. had COVID. If you missed that, go listen to the previous episode. We don't even know where we got it from or how we got it. But this is the first week, I think, where we're feeling really good. Yeah. Did you feel like you had like COVID brain? Like, did you like some people complain I about I like, had COVID brain before like, I got COVID. But yeah, <laughs> like that's they had like spotty of, memory. Well, that's like, one of my worst fears in life is like I'm going to have some sort of dementia out early set on, yeah, you know, onset yeah, Alzheimer's, whatever the heck you call it. But if I start losing memory and losing like memories, I'm going to that would be the death of me. Yeah. You know what really sparked that that thought was we watched that movie. I think it's The Father. Okay. With uh, now I don't remember the name of the actor. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I don't Um, know what you're talking about. uh, Well, he was remember he was suffering with dementia. Oh, with um, wait, was Kevin Hart in that? No, it was. (laughs) Oh. Oh, yes, I do know what you're talking about. The guy about. who played Hannibal Lecter. Um, and the woman that was in The Crown. Right. We don't uh, remember any of their names. Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Oh, my God, my brain. Maybe something's wrong with you. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, but <laughs> it, it was one of those things where if you haven't seen the movie yet, it was one of those powerful movies because you're watching this man like literally lose his mind, mm-hmm. right? And then you, the viewer, don't know what's real and what's not. Right. And it just was really, really sad and powerful. So it yep. makes me take a bunch of vitamins every single day that help my brain. Keep doing it, babe. 
Okay. I have a what in the world. Okay, tell me what's All your right. what in the so world. So I had a hair stylist for the last few years who got my hair to be super healthy. The women that are listening know how important a hairstylist is to them. I know your mom has been going to the same hairdresser for like 40 years. So when we find right. someone like that's your one true pair, that's your soulmate hairstylist that keeps you proper and you're just going to go for year after mm-hmm. year, decade after decade. Even if you see like the person next to you who does may do better hair, do you have like that awkward moment where you go, oh, I wish I went to that person? I mean, maybe. I don't know. But for the most part, <laughs> women are pretty loyal to their hair, right. hairdresser. Right. Even if they don't necessarily like the hairdresser, they're like, ah, it's safe. Oh, you like, like the personality? All of it. Like, oh. I mean, I went, <laughs> Sophia can attest to this, one of my best friends, like we went to the same woman when we were in our 20s. Just, I think, out of desperation. I mean, right. it was prior to social media, but we were just like, ah, I don't really like the way she does it, but whatever. <laughs> Literally, like, I hope she's not listening because she'll know. But I think only as, like, adults in our 30s, we were like, okay, let's find someone new, right? Yeah. So anyways, my hairstylist moved out of the state, and I needed to find someone. I put up a couple polls on Instagram. I literally have a Google Doc of about 15 people who I mean, it took me like a whole day. I was stalking their pages on Instagram, looking at their work. Do they specialize in what I'm looking for? I have pretty dark hair. I've got some grays coming in. Like I need to have a relationship with someone. Mm-hmm. And something that's important to me as an artist is I want to find someone who is an artist in their field who can tell me this is what we're going to do with your hair. God, can I t- that is so important. Like we talked about this during the remodel, like mm-hmm. when you don't have someone that can give, give you, you guidance, direction. right? That's an expert. And I, and I can't stand when people who are experts don't do it. Oh, I can't either. Let me, can we do another podcast yeah. on that? But yeah. I had a pool man come this weekend and he was like, so what do you want to do? And I go, well, what do you think I should <laughs> yeah, do? I don't and know. I That's why I called you. <laughs> when I work with people like that, I always tell them out of the gates, like I'm looking to hire a professional that can give me better ideas than I can give them who is not a working professional in your industry. So that's how I feel when it comes to finding a hairstylist. Like I have this color because this is what I think looks good. But what do you think will look good on me? Right. You know, you you think giving too too much information, but I got Botox today. I told the doctor literally, what would you do if this were your face? (laughs) Like, I'm not here to tell you what I want. You're beautiful. Right. But I'm not here to tell you what I want. Like, right. you're the professional. You went to school for this. You are wearing the lab coat. We're going to have to do another episode. Okay, so yeah. back to my what in the world. So I reach out to a ton of hairstylists. I think I narrowed it down to maybe five top key ones, mm-hmm. right? And then someone slides into my DMs and says, hey, I see someone tagged you in my Instagram. I'm just going to tell you his name was Caesar, almost works at Lux Spa Salon in Glendora. I don't have anything to hide. And he was really nice. He slid into my DMs and said, hey, I just want to let you know, I heard about you looking, someone tagged me, here's my work. And by the way, I had a cancellation on Thursday, would love to fit you in on Thursday. Wait, so this is via messaging? Instagram. Okay, Mm -hmm. all right, because you gave it a really nice, you know, voice to it. Yeah. So I thought, (laughs) wow, this guy, how nice. Right. 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 He wasn't in my top five, but I was like impressed with, okay, you gave me an opening. My anniversary is on Sunday. So I'm happy to like be seen a couple days before that. I'll have some fresh hair, you know, 
And so it just kind of worked out. And so I went with the recommendation. I booked the appointment with him. And what did I do? I was like, I hope this is the right guy. Mm -hmm. I hope, right? Why? And I don't, I believe in like your manifesting things. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's still my hair. Right. And right. it's very important, right? Right. So anyways, I booked my appointment with him. I have two days that are going to go by. Mind you, at this point, everybody's getting back to me. I also want to do another podcast entitled What I Would Do to Change the Game If I Were a Hairstylist. Okay. For starters, I would have some sort of automation. If I got an interested new client, it would immediately send them a message, take them to my booking page, let them know how to contact me, let them know what my hours of responding back to my potential clients are. Like, There's just so many things you can do from a customer service standpoint. And you explain why that was so important because you're a hairdresser. Like Your hands are in someone's head Probably, but it's on my like this is all that people see. No, I'm saying like if you you. don't have an automated system, you can't get back to customers timely because you're doing hair. Yeah. So my top five picks all took over 24 hours to get back to me. Right. And I will say this: they would all probably say that's pretty standard. Some of their DMs say like, "Hey, I'm gonna get back to you maybe in 48 hours." Well, all it takes is one person who's really good to change the game. It takes one automation. So that's why the title of my podcast is to be like, "What I would do if I needed to change the game." Right. right so first right. would be automation. So, anyways, fast forward. I, it's the day of my appointment. I even did my own hair that day just so that way it could be like straight. This is what I normally look like. I want to walk in. You give me some ideas. Like I was already a brainstorm with a professional who is trained, who loves what they do at a new salon that is a reputable salon in the community. And I was ready. So I forget my phone at home. I have to go back home. It only takes off two minutes off of my travel, but whatever. I felt kind of bad. I'm a new client. I don't want you to think that I'm always going to be late. That stuff's important to me. So I send a message and I say, I just want to let you know I'm running two minutes behind, but I'm pulling up right now, so I should be walking in. He responds, no problem. I'll make sure that someone takes care of you or something like that, right? It was okay. Perfect. So I walk in literally at my appointments at 11. I walk in 11.03. Hi, I'm here to see Caesar. The girl at the front counter looks confused. That's already, that's questionable. Why are you laughing? Because when you're working the front desk of anything, you should never look confused. Because you know, you should know who's there, who's coming, who's going, what their schedule are. So when you go into any front desk and they look confused, you go, What kind of establishment is this? Okay, I'm already nervous. You look confused. That's even more concerning. So then bewilderment. you'll understand why she was confused. So she turns to someone else. Maybe she was training. I don't know. And the girl walks over and she goes, she's here for Caesar. (laughs) And that girl looks confused. Like no one ever is here for Caesar. Right. Well, maybe that. Maybe I'm not on the book. Maybe I don't know what it is. Well, turns out Caesar's not there. Yep. Okay, but I just texted him saying that I was going to be late. So where's his response saying, (laughs) no problem. I'm also running a few minutes behind. No, I didn't get that. Right. So then I literally after watching their bewilderment, I said, wait, is Caesar not here? Like that could be the only explanation. I either don't have an appointment or Caesar's not here. And she goes, no, he's not. But you could sit over there Mm. and they point to a chair. So I walk over and I sit down. And I'm like waiting a couple minutes like, okay, well, he had every opportunity to say I was also running late, but he didn't. Right. So then I pull out my phone 
And I respond and I said, wait, are you not here? Mm -hmm. Thinking all he had to do was say, I'm so sorry. I got caught in traffic. I couldn't find my keys. My daughter got sick. Whatever. There's a host of go-to lies you can choose. Pick (laughs) one, paste it in, and just be like, I'll be there in five minutes. Sit tight. I'm so sorry. Don't worry. You're going to love your hair. Right? I would have happily sat there. Mm -hmm. So he says, yeah, I apologize. That's what he says. I apologize. I'm running a bit behind. I'll make sure my assistant takes care of you. Okay. So I'm like, wait, assistant takes care of me. Is she going to do my Mind hair? Mind you, this is your first time. First time. Yeah. So. And I don't even know. I didn't get the consideration that I gave you as a client. I'm providing customer service to you and you're you're supposed to be providing it to me. So whatever. Right. He's going to be late. Brush it off. Whatever. So at this point, I'm sitting in the chair. Two friends know that I'm like going to someone new. They're also looking for someone new. And they tell me, good luck at your appointment. I literally texted back and said, well, pray for me. I'm hoping I didn't make the wrong decision because he's actually not here. Mm. One of them responds, run now. The other one says, that's a bad look. Well, it's custom. So it's not like I'm crazy. My expectations are, you know, way too high. So anyways, next few minutes goes by. I'm sitting there, sitting there, sitting there. It's now 1120. Mm. That's not running behind. That's your ass is late. Yeah. So it's 1120. And all of a sudden, this girl walks over to me and she says, are you here for Caesar? Yes. She goes, you could sit over there. So I get up, walk over to the next chair. It's across the way, whatever, sit down. And I'm just confused. Next thing I know, I'm on my phone like, okay, I don't know what to do. Maybe texting someone. Next thing I know, she starts touching my hair, puts it up in a clip. And I'm like, oh, okay, we're doing this. You haven't said hello. You haven't (laughs) greeted me. You didn't say, hi, how's your morning going? Welcome to Lux. I understand that Caesar's running behind. So you're supposed to be the assistant. Um, I got zero greeting, right? right? So I go, I'm like, She's touching me, like, not in an inappropriate way, but it's inappropriate when you don't at least say hi. Right, right. Okay, so I watch her in the mirror. She puts my hair up. She goes to put a cape on me, puts a towel on, whatever. And I said, hi, what's your name? And she goes, um, God, what was her name? <laughs> uh, Isabella. Grisella, Griselda, something like that. Let's just say it's Isabella. She goes, Isabella. And I'm like... <laughs> Literally nothing else. Right. And she goes, do you know why you're here? No, you know why I'm here? (laughs) Uh, Jesus is coming. Yeah, I know why I'm here. I said, yes. She goes, what are you having done today? Uh, Color. She goes, what color? Am I supposed to name the name of the color? I don't know. I said, well, I was hoping to get Caesar's suggestions. Right. You know, I'm kind of open. And then all of a sudden she walks away. Like, we're done talking. She's just like, not, I think in her mind, she thought really loudly, okay, he'll be here shortly. Right. But she didn't say it out loud, actually. But she then she walked away after she thought it really loud, maybe. I don't know. So she, like you said, I'm not really sure I was trying to get his opinion, but she never responded. She never responded. Like, oh, that makes sense. You know, like. And this is his assistant. And then this is his assistant. (laughs) So she walks away. So I can't wait till he gets there, if he gets there, to be like, bro, she's kind of like awkward. Like, she didn't even say hi to me. She just started touching my hair. Right. Not a good welcome. Like, you should get a new assistant. That's what I thought we were going to talk about. Right. So then it's 1125. And all of a sudden I see 
I guess, Caesar walk in. Right. He doesn't come to me, though. He walks to the chair that I was sitting in, where now there's another girl in who's got a cape on, and she's also waiting to have her hair done. So he walks up to her, unclips her hair, starts fluffing it around, and I'm like, oh, he's going to probably try to do her hair and my hair at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like, not a good look, considering you're really, really behind. Right. And so I just like kind of wait and I watch and then he walks, you know, across over to me. He's like kind of like, you know, a little bewildered, like looking for things. And he goes, are you here for Caesar? And I said, yes, no response. And he's just like, I think he's getting his apron or something like getting ready. And I go, wait, are you Caesar? And he goes, yes. And then he pulls my hair down, starts kind of like looking at it, whatever. No, hi. No, thank you for waiting almost 30 minutes. No, welcome to Lux. No, here's some water. Like, thank you so much for your understanding. There's a host of, again, copy paste responses right, that right. any normal person who cares about customer service could have easily accessed and then pasted into a conversation with me. Right. But I see that maybe you're flustered. Maybe like, I don't know, maybe you're behind. Maybe you're disappointed. Maybe somebody hit your car. There is a host of things that you could be saying to me to make me feel at ease. Right. Right. So it's kind of going through my hair. And I said, mind you, not a hello, not a greeting, not a thank you, not nothing. All he asked me was, are you here for Caesar? Mm. Yes. I literally had to say 30 seconds later, are you Caesar? Yes. That's it. That's weird, right? Right. Okay. Then he like is going through my hair and I said, um, are you going to be doing my hair the same time that you're doing another client's hair? And he goes, yes. Is that going to be a problem? I paused and I said, uh, kind of. Before I could even finish, he undoes my cape, takes off my towel and he goes, well, we don't have to do your hair today then. And so basically I get kicked out of the chair, right? Because right. I'm like, what am I doing? I, so I stand up and I go, well, what about my deposit? And he goes, oh, don't worry, I'll send it to you. So I kind of like stay there and he goes, well, I don't have service in here, so I have to go outside. And I go, okay, like implying you should go outside. This is all happening so fast and I can't even process this. <laughs> so we go outside and I'm like watching him as he's on his phone, maybe Venmoing me. He literally looks over his phone with his eyes and he goes, I'm going to send it to you. You don't have to stand here and wait for me. And I was like, okay. Just so we're clear, this isn't a very good experience. And he literally said, I've already apologized to you. What more do you want from me? Damn. And I said, um, actually, <laughs> you didn't actually apologize. And I'm, I'm getting ready to say, you didn't actually apologize verbally to me. You haven't even spoken to me. You apologize via text. Uh -huh. But he cuts me off and he says, I already apologized to you. What more do you want from me? And I said, I want you to know that this is not a very good experience. He said, I told you my assistant was going to take care of you. I said, yeah, she didn't even say hi. She didn't greet me. And so I'm trying to talk to him. And he goes, well, I'll send you your deposit back. And like I said, I've already apologized. What more do you want from me? Looks wow. at me dead serious. And I said, I don't want anything else from you. And he goes, OK, have a nice day then and walks away. So I was so <laughs> baffled that I went straight to my car and I just did an Instagram live, which I have never done. But right. I was like, how is it that I am a business coach and mentor to business owners 
And this is the treatment that I would get. Unbelievable. God only gave me this experience to use as a teachable moment. (laughs) There's no other reason. It is unbelievable. Like that story is just like you told me and I was like, oh, what possibly could he be thinking in his mind? But the first thing that came to mind, and I hope I don't offend anyone, is that's a straight bitch move. <laughs> I just thought it was just like, I was like, wow. I can't Actually, <laughs> what you said when I told you the story, you paused and you said, what a bitch. <laughs> I almost fell out laughing. And you go, there's really no other way to say that. That's like just a bitch move. And I was like, This is a professional, like in an industry that is representing not only his own personal business, but also one of the premier salons in the community. I know the owner here. I know at least six different stylists here, like two of which I would have probably chosen, but they're going on maternity leave or leaving to go vacation or not taking clients or whatever. And so I was just like, what am I missing? Like, did I do something wrong? I know I didn't do anything wrong because the whole experience was just weird. And we talked about this. The learning, I think, for those that are listening to this, and and then you may be thinking, oh my God, that's an, an, a horrible story. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is that so many people operate this way. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not really conscious or intentional about their own business right. or their own career. They're just in this autopilot and it's infectious. And so his assistant operates exactly how he operates because he has made it okay. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, because he probably deals with like reoccurring people to your point Mm -hmm. that may not like him, but they go, oh, he's safe because he's done my hair before. But you operate this way. And then you wonder when the well dries up and your business is struggling or your career is going nowhere. Well, then and you're you blame wondering, it on the government. When you're the wondering pandemic. what happened. Well, what's happening is that you're not you're not intentional. You're acting like a little bitch. Like exactly. <laughs> but you the, said it. I know. And the only reason why that came to mind is because I was just like, that is the only <laughs> phrase I could think of that could characterize this how, like how you were treated. And it was frustrating because I'm like, like all he had to do was use words, right? Right, and, I and all he be... had to do was be intentional. Like right. I, this person's brand new, and I want them to have a really great experience so I can earn a new customer. Right. And I just think in today's like age, you don't know how many followers someone might have. You don't know what kind of influence right. they might have. I might have been maybe running for mayor of the city or something. Right. Like right. you just don't know who someone is. Not that that should matter, but it has a lot of weight. You know, like as a business owner, I was like, I want to be careful that I'm not flipping people off on the road when I'm driving to my business that serves the community because I don't want someone to be like, that's the bitch that flipped me off. Like maybe it was rightful. I still don't want to be labeled as someone who owns a business that was rude and has a reputation of, you know, hey, she's crazy or she did this to me. Like I just was very cautious of that. Yeah. And I think that when you own a business, like part of how you operate is bigger than you right? Mm-hmm. Because you are serving people, you're impacting their lives. Maybe you have a business that helps, improves, enriches, whatever it is. Doing someone's hair is an enrichment, right? Because so many people struggle with self-esteem and maybe when they get their hair done, it's when they feel their best, right? Right? They feel like, oh, I feel my best when I, my, my roots are done or I got a clean cut, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. And so you're enhancing someone's 
life in a sense of how they feel about themselves. Mm -hmm. But I don't think people are, are intentional enough and conscious about the impact they have, right? And so I think when you look at that story, you can look at it and say, oh, that's a horrible customer service. But really, it's just like not being a conscious, like courteous and compassionate and empathetic human, human being. Right. right. And I want to be clear because obviously we have this platform and I don't want this to be like, oh, wow, she talked badly about this person for 20 minutes. No, you can I'm facts. talking about this from a factual customer service perspective, but I am a business mentor slash coach to small business owners. Right. So here are the key three learnings that you need to know. When you're in business, if you are hoping to get to $100,000 in revenue or do $500,000 in revenue, you have to know that that thing that you're praying for, the revenue, the success in your business, it comes with a lot of things that you right. probably are not going to want, right? So if you plan on doing a couple hundred thousand dollars in revenue, whether you sell cupcakes, whether you do hair, whether you're a pool man, whatever it is that you do, a cleaning company you are going to have some unhappy customers. It's going to come with the all the happy ones. You're going to get a couple that you just miss the mark on. Yeah. And here's what I recommend that you do when you miss the mark with your customers. Three simple things. Number one, sincerely apologize. I am so sorry that I dropped the ball. I'm so sorry I missed the deadline. I'm so sorry to have kept you waiting. I'm so sorry that, you know, I was running behind. Whatever it is, a sincere apology goes a really long way. Mm. Number two, give a clear and descriptive, decise story, explanation, whatever you want to call it, of what happened. This is not an excuse. This is just your duty to fill the customer in on how or why you dropped the ball, mm -hmm. right? That could be as simple as, someone called in sick, or my daughter got sick, we were running behind, it was a terrible, whatever it is, they need some sort of descriptive explanation of why it occurred. And can I just add? Sure. And sometimes that can just be, hey, I really missed a mark, I dropped the ball Done. on this, and it won't happen again. Right. Like Third it, thing, yeah. and then you can comment on all of it. Third thing, what are you doing? What are you going to implement or put in place to make sure that this never happens again? Right. Not just to this customer, but to anyone else. Right. Every time when I ran the Cake Mamas, every single time that we dropped the ball on something, it was a catastrophic thing, a new learning that we never wanted to experience again. So if we missed an order, it was immediately, we are going to take the steps of making sure that our printer has already been contacted with our order forms and we are doing duplicate copies so that way we have a double receipt, right? Whatever it is, it's like you owe it to the customer to give them not only an explanation, but a reason on or an explanation on what you're going to do to rectify the situation so it never happens again, again, not just to them, but no one else. Yeah, that's really good advice. And what's interesting about how he responded, and this is so important because I think what stops people from doing what you just said is that when you have done something and someone brings it to your attention, gives you feedback, and then you turn around because you feel guilty and you turn around and become the victim. And the way I knew, me the, uh, the way I knew that that's what happened is he he responds, "I already apologized. Right. What else do you want from what me? What more do you what, want? What, from what me? more do you want from me? 
basically saying, You're now you've made me feel bad. Mm -hmm. What else do you want from me? Right. It's like, now I am the victim in this situation instead of the person that needs to take full responsibility. And it is your job to make things better. Right. It is your job to say, hey, I know I really dropped a ball. I really, I, you know, this is your first time here. I, I just completely miss it. I'm not having a great day. I really want to make this up to mm -hmm. you. You know, I could tell you this is not how I operate mm -hmm. and I'll, I'll make it up to you. I'll do this for you, whatever the case may be. And sometimes people are not looking for monetary things, but they're just looking for a gesture that says that you care about the fact that you you let this person down. Do you know someone from that salon? First of all, several of the salon stylists from that salon and, and stylists everywhere messaged me and said, I'm so sorry, that's a bad look for our industry or that's a bad look for our salon. And someone said, I would be happy to give you a complimentary color on me just because of that experience. And I thought that was really yeah. sweet. You know, yep. I don't want anything for free. I just wanted him to understand. So I did a, you know, quick three tips. Like these are the things that you can do if you are a business owner, because you will let customers down. It's just part of running a business. You know, I used to always be like, okay, we can't have any negative Yelp reviews. Right. A negative Yelp review is part of running a successful business. You're not not everyone will like your cu cupcakes. <laughs> right. Not everyone will love their hair. Not everyone will like your attitude. And so you just have to figure out how to please people the best that you can. But there was no effort on this end, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, it, it, the, you know, you, you mentioned something and, and I, you said it really fast and I hope people like when you have a dream, when you have aspirations, whether it be career based, your own business, relation, whatever it is, when you're asking for something and you're looking for it, you have to be willing to accept all that comes with it, mm -hmm. right? And the one thing that comes with ownership and having a business is responsibility to the people you're providing a service to, right? right? And oftentimes I interact with people who are who love a, the, the idea of their career or their business, but they hate like customers. Mm -hmm. They hate interacting yeah. with people. And I go, I don't understand. Like, like they're literally the only reason yeah. you have a paycheck. <laughs> right. And so you think you can just, you know, have this successful thing and not interact with people. But part of it is you have to understand, like, how do I get myself geared up for something that I got to get to a place where I can, I can enjoy it. Right. Right. So that's a great segue into the next topic of today's conversation, which is we just celebrated our 17th year of marriage. Mm -hmm. Huge accomplishment. People sent many DMs and well wishes, and they were all greatly appreciated. I really appreciate you. I think I appreciate you're a great you. husband. But what I want to say, like the topic of our weekend getaway, we just had the most amazing, it was probably the best anniversary we've ever had. Oh, you did such great. a great job. I had so much fun with you. But one of the topics we talked about was like, people want to pray for a husband. They want to pray for a relationship. They want to pray for a business. They want to pray for success. But you have to be willing to accept all that comes with it. Everything. And so to get to 17 years of marriage, you have to be willing to accept all of the times you got on each other's nerves, all of the times you were frustrated, whatever that comes with, but know that it comes with things that are not going to be really enjoyable in a lot of cases, like yeah. having kids. You pray for the new baby. You pray for the little puppy. You have to also be willing to accept all of the hard work and duties and responsibilities and discipline that come with nurturing that blessing that you are praying for. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because like people will say, oh, yeah, you guys have a really amazing relationship and 
oh, Eddie's a great husband, but will they be willing to take you know, the early version of me to get to the 17 year version right. of me. <laughs> At this point, I have sunk cost bias. Like if some shit pops off, like we're not going anywhere because I, I'll be damned if I'm going to let somebody like, you know, run off into the sunset with 18 year into it. Eddie. Right, right. Bitch, I did all that work. N ain't nobody taking over this leg of the relay. Like that's just oh impossible. That's Can you imagine? Yeah. Like you you would be okay giving somebody the best years no, of me. No, no. I'm super <laughs> calm. Like, no way. Can no, you imagine? But, but that's but that's the part. Like that's the, the like, <laughs> <laughs> I think you you know and, and this is important like you aspire for things and a lot of times you're you're aspiring for the outcome of what you know a goal or an achievement or something that you've done it can bring you like the outcome could be more money it could bring better relationships it can be freedom whatever it is you people we, we all aspire for those things but I think if you had to sign the deal that said, hey, yeah, I'm going to get you freedom and you're going to get all these rewards, but you got to go with 10 years of struggle, mm -hmm. would you still sign? Right. I don't, is there a signing bonus? I mean. There's no signing bonus, yeah. right? Like I was talking about today with someone, the book Shoe Dog. And I remember we, I was telling you yep. about the fact that Phil Knight went eight years. The founder of Nike. The, the founder of Nike went eight years without making a dime, mm -hmm. right? And you think about, wow, look at Nike. You got all this stuff. You, you prayed for this business. Mm -hmm. But I guarantee part of his prayer wasn't eight right. years of struggle in a you know one-room apartment with shoeboxes everywhere that he couldn't sell. Right. Right. And so I think you all, for those people that are looking at, hey, this is the early part of the year. You've got aspirations. You've got dreams. But you've got to be willing to take it all. Yeah. Right. And you got to almost anticipate that what's going to come with it. Right. Well, I just really want, especially in particularly our business owner friends that are listening, or if you're aspiring to own a business, you have to know you are not going to hit it out of the park every time. Not right. every cake, not every photograph, not every anything that you do is going to be 100% like batting average. Right. It's not going to happen, right? Right. And so that's kind of the, the theme of not only our marriage, but to have a successful business is like, you got to get your mind right first. Like you have to know that there are going to be challenging times. And people think they know, like when you see like, oh, you go to a wedding, it's so sweet. You tell them you're supposed to love each other in sickness and in health. And it sounds really cute because you're in love and it's new. But you don't really know all it's that's riddled with come. failures. Right. <laughs> it's like riddled, right? Riddled with failures that make what you're looking for. Like failures are what actually create the golden goose. It's, it, right. it's what creates the thing that you really want. Yet no one would ever sign up for it. If right. if if you were to look at this contract and it said, Okay, yeah, you're gonna get your goal. Mm -hmm. However, you're going to be broke. You're going to be the last dime. You're going to get be in debt. You'll file bankruptcy. You'll file bankruptcy. You'll fight for you'll a fight. whole year straight this you'll, year. You'll be miserable for <laughs> like you would you sign all this stuff and say, OK, this is going to take about 12 years. Mm. But don't worry, you're going to get there. Like, even having kids, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like that was so hard when they right. were younger and just like going back, you know, like they always say, like, would you go back and redo like your adolescence? No. 
no, don't no. want to do that. Thank <laughs> you very much, right? But would you go back and have infants and brand new newborns oh, again? The, oh, they no. were so cute, no. but no, no, like that was so hard. And we were talking a second ago about how like I'm not giving you up because I put in all this work. Right. In year one, I was like praying for someone to take you off my hands. <laughs> like just being super real. Like I had inherited, you know, my yeah. two stepdaughters. I also had a baby within the first year. We were not only trying to figure out how to be parents to three kids, but how to pay a mortgage, how to have a relationship. Like you had never even experienced what a marriage was supposed to be like. No. No. Like you thought you got married. That just means you get sex every day. And I was like, <laughs> I remember after I had Jordan, like the last thing I wanted to do was like any of that. Right. And I remember sitting on the other side of the bed one time, like thinking to myself, like my husband's going to have an affair if I don't at some point show him some affection. And I was like, Lord Jesus, please find somebody to take care of him right now. Because I can't take oh, care of one more human. Like, I'm being so real right, right now. Right. But what I'm saying is, is I would not sign up for that in the contract if I had to relive right. that feeling again. And today there's like no way that I'm letting anybody take you off my hands. Make sense? That's good. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. So happy 17 years. <laughs> Thank um, you for your, for your customer service. <laughs> I appreciate you. Uh, I do want to tell everyone um, that this is another kind of sunk cost bias with us, but you are a man who's great at many things. Right. Many things. This doesn't sound like it's going to be a good place. <laughs> Uh, that's great. Thank you for listening to Push Podcast. <laughs> You're not very romantic. Would you? Oh, okay. I'm. Let's just be real. So for 17 <laughs> years, I'm like, um, haven't got a piece of jewelry. Nah. Is it like it's just not really in you? So, anyways, this year, new Eddie, new year, new you, and I am here for it. My husband takes me to a weekend getaway for our anniversary. We go. And we're staying in L.A. We had such a great time. We go to this amazing restaurant. And right when we get out of the car to go into the restaurant, <laughs> he grabs this big freaking puffy jacket and puts it under his Mind like, you, arm. I have like a black button Looks up. really nice. And I go, what are you doing? Leave your jacket in the car. And he goes, nah, I might nah. need it. I, I said, go, nah, I got my wallet in there. Yeah. I, got, I got things in I there. I go, put it in my purse right now. You cannot walk in with that jacket <laughs> under your arm. And I'm like, no, this jacket's part of my stilo. Let's right. go. I go, your stilo sucks. <laughs> I said, literally, you look like a child who just finished playing at a playground who's like running into a nice you know, assembly at school, holding his jacket, put it in the car. And he goes, come on, babe, let's just go. I'm carrying my yeah, jacket. I don't want to lose my jacket. I don't want to. He says it. And I'm like so annoyed that he's looking so nice and balls this jacket under his arm that he's not going to need. Right. <laughs> Mind you, I'm going to be freezing. If you need that jacket, what do I need? Right. right. So anyways, we go into this restaurant. We went to 71 above in downtown LA overlooks the whole city. It was the most romantic thing that we've ever done or right. been to together. And so we're just like over dinner talking about our future, talking about all that we've overcome, go to. literally mapping out like our next trips, like dream vision board type right. stuff. And I don't know what your version is. So I'll start it and then you tell your okay. story because I don't even know what really <laughs> happened, but we're talking and you know, we just keep bouncing ideas off of each other. And I turn 
for a second and then I get a thought and I come back and I'm like, I lock eyes with, it's an intimate table, right? So we're kind of like holding hands in the front of the table or, and I go, so what do you think about? And he goes, hold on a second. Like you cut me off. Mm -hmm. Do you remember? Yeah, I was, so we were talking about how many countries, okay. right? And so then I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to tie that to what I was already going to say. And like you started talking and I was like, no, hold on one second. I said, <laughs> I want to make sure that we can go see these 46 countries together. And then I, I don't know. Nah, I don't remember and what I, I said, said. Yeah, but blah, blah, blah. And I was I like, start, no, I'm and talking he to you. cuts me off and he says, wait, stop talking. I'm talking to you. And I look at him kind of sideways and he goes, pay attention. <laughs> And I was like, who is this? And then I like, it dawned on me what was going on, but he had a box, a jewelry box open with a ring in it. And I literally and lost I say, my mind. And I was like, will you marry me? Again? I didn't even hear that yeah. at all. So a little backstory. Again, what would you sign up to get to the 17 years happy marriage? I never got proposed to ever it was like a business decision we decided to get married we did it that's because so you never... went on and got pregnant really <laughs> another episode another day so we just decided to get married so for 17 years he's had every opportunity to buy me a piece of jewelry i don't care propose to me with a bracelet propose to me with hoop earrings something never nothing not once so he's in the middle of the restaurant asking me to marry him and I just lose it. I start crying. It was the first thing I asked you. Did you, you do this all by yourself? <laughs> I was like, which one of our kids put him up to this? Like who helped him? How did he pull this off on his own? All by and myself. he said all by myself. And I literally could not stop crying. <laughs> it was the happiest moment of my life. Oh, that was so sweet. And so then he says, wait, yes. you didn't answer me. I'm like, yes. So people in the restaurant literally think that he proposed to me. They don't know that we're celebrating 17 years of marriage. Right, right. But it was one of the most beautiful moments that we've had together. So I so want my, to appreciate my, you my, for that. Why? So the tough thing about this woman here is, <laughs> is like keeping secrets is hard. For but you. For me. And mm -hmm. then the key thing is that she she asks so many, she challenges everything. Because I pay right? attention to all and of so it. So I'm like, leave my damn jacket alone. <laughs> People, the reason why I needed my jacket is because I needed to have the box, the large box in a jacket. I could not put them in my skinny pants. I get it. Because now. I would have had a big box bulging out of the side of my leg. I get and it. And you would have been like, what is the hell is in your pocket? Uh, surprise ruin. Right. Right. And so I'm taking my jacket because that's the only way I can conceal this box. And so yep. she's like hassling me over. And I'm like, if she only knew, well, leave me the hell alone. I didn't get it, <laughs> but I got it after and it made for an even funnier and story. I even put it, the box in my pocket just to show her this is what it would look like if I would have. Well, I'm <laughs> glad you didn't because I would have for sure said, what the hell is in your pocket? But yeah, nothing kind of gets past me. So I... Now that I know that you have it in you, then I'll be expecting like, oh, maybe he's doing something. Yeah. Okay. But then you can't let me down. Yeah. Like, oh, I was just cold. Right. And then I'll be so ruined. <laughs> <laughs> so you've set the bar really high. I yeah, hope that you continue. Yes. I think fun. this whole romantic thing can is could be something I can embrace. Look at you. You're 17. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. I'm not letting go of that. Sorry. 
So anyways, this episode was full of a bunch of personal things, but I feel like that's why we started this podcast was to talk to you about how everything that you go through in life can somehow relate to some sort of learning, some sort of introspective, you know, way to kind of look at it and process it to be useful for you in the future. And so I think everything that we shared today... um, can be useful to you in some way, shape, or form. You may not have a business, but you are still interacting with humans. And so if you are running behind, you should apologize. If you, I'm sorry, Jordan's looking at me really funny. What are you doing? She changed her her noisy cellophane shoes. Yeah, now she's got her sneaky, sneaky sneakers on. Yeah. No, but just to add to what you said as we close this out, I think that it's important that we live in this world where it's very easy to get routine. You get into a rut. You start to do the same things over and over again because you know we're in a kind of grind mode all the time. Mm-hmm. The key is is that you got to be conscious and you got to be understanding to the fact that what you do is not what everyone else does, mm-hmm. right? How you operate is always new to the person you're interacting with. It's not new to you. And so if you don't lend yourself to understanding that I've got to make create experiences for other people, especially if I have a business, even if I have a career, that that's even with relationships, right? Yeah. It, it, it's like, don't get to this place where you stop thinking and being conscious and intentional around the person you love. Like, I think that it was important for me to be intentional, yep. like weeks out, a year out of thinking, okay, I want to get my wife this. I want to make sure I, I make it special. I got a year to make it happen, right? I'm going to do this. I'm going to, right? And just being intentional felt really good. And then it really was hard for me to keep a secret because yeah. I can't help it. Like, but I think that is like, that's the learning in this. It's like, if you find yourself to tomorrow, like, or today, whenever you're listening to this, just kind of going through the, the motions and not being really conscious about what the environment you're creating, how you're impacting that environment, who you're impacting, who you're interacting. Do they see you? Do they understand you? Are you communicating? Do you Could talk you- about yourself and refer to yourself in third person? Are oh. you here for Caesar? Oh, oh yeah, that's weird. Um, I didn't catch that. That's yeah. Re- <laughs> are you here? Can for you imagine C- me walking up to you saying, "Are you here for Janelle?" Hi, I'm I'm Caesar. Are you Are you here for me? That would be the the right way to say that. Right. He said. But for now on on this podcast, you refer to I am. Are you, from, are you here for Eddie? I am Eddie. Eddie. How do I don't even know how you speak? I person. would say if I were me, I'd say, "Are you here for Janelle? Are you waiting for Janelle to start the podcast?" Yeah. Okay, um, welcome to the Push Podcast. And then you say, wait, are you Janelle? Eddie's not going to be doing the podcast today. <laughs> so anyways, I hope you got something out of this. We will see you in the next episode. Yeah. And hey, you know what? Push through, people. Push through. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review, leave your handle. And until next time, push through.